We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a, com- a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also follow me on Twitter at LJHybe. This week's guest is Luke Dubler. Luke is an innovator in talent sourcing. He has trained thousands of corporate and agency recruiters to be the best at what they do, source talent to achieve a purpose. After a decade of leading recruiting teams at Target, Cargill, and Schwann's, he currently leads RecruiterCentral.io, a Wyzata, Minnesota-based search firm. He's also an active blogger and partner of RealFoodRN.com and LENRChickens.com. Luke, welcome to the show. Good morning, Lori. Thanks for having me. Got some interesting domain names here. <laughs> yeah, yes, we do. There's a bunch more too, but those are uh, our, our main ones right now. Nice. So uh, I'm going to jump in real quick and ask, why did you leave a solid six-figure um, corporate America American job and dive into starting your own business? You bet. And so again, thanks for having me, Lori, on your podcast. I respect all that you've done and all you've created. Um, you know, I'm I'm a religious guy myself. My wife is a huge inspiration. Um, Just real quick, um, I I live in Minneapolis, specifically Wyzetta. I've had a great life, uh, had a successful recruiting job at uh, Target Corporation. My wife was a registered nurse at Abbott Northwestern here in Minneapolis. Um, You know, at the end of the day, um, it's about fulfilling your purpose. Uh, About five years ago, um, as a nurse, my wife would go in and you know, she became a nurse to help people, but she wanted to make a bigger impact and really put her her name onto something greater. And she was helping people, but she felt she could help them a lot more. And uh, she really felt that, you know, really the key to great health is, is, is a great lifestyle and ultimately, you know, healthy food, have food be your, your medicine. So she began Real Food RN um, in just a couple years, uh, it was far surpassing her nursing salary, far surpassing a doctor's salary. And she has a large team and that inspired me to begin Recruiter Central. So uh, same for me, I was working in corporate America at Target Corporation, love the company, love my team. But um, I, I felt I could um, lead bigger teams and and um, really do what I love, which is sourcing talent uh, and teaching people how to be better recruiters. And so thus began Recruiter Central. We're a team of 12 recruiters who feel uh, difficult to fill jobs. At Recruiter Central, we fill difficult jobs. And um, that's really kind of the impetus for where I got to where I am now. That's awesome. I, I, I love that you and your wife have identified that you have a greater need and you went forward and, and tackled it. And now you're both successfully fulfilling that need, which is amazing. Um, that being said, why do so many people fail to realize what their full potential and purpose is? Oh, Lori, uh, that's the question that I know was on my mind and probably on many people's minds mm-hmm. for a long time. The first step is often always the hardest and not everybody takes it. 
So, you know, I went to college, have a degree, and, you know, I realized that a lot of my mentors were the wrong mentors. Um, what I started doing was just reading everybody who was successful. Uh, what I mean by success is, you know, either they've accomplished something great, they're happy in life, um, they build businesses. And when you start to really listen to those people who usually are smarter, you know, more talented than me, certainly, um, you learn a number of, of things, but there's a lot of common themes uh, amongst their books that you, you probably maybe miss in college. Um, and surrounding yourself with people who are smarter and, and, and more talented than, than certainly me has been my real secret to success in life. My wife certainly won. And then all my mentors that I I work with all the time, I, I definitely pay a lot for great mentors. And then I read the most successful people. But uh, always finding the smarter people, the more successful people and surrounding yourself with them has been the key to where I've, uh, where I've gotten so far. I think that's great. Um, so how, and that's what I would imagine you're recommending others do is identify, you know, what to some extent their goals are, but how to help people achieve those goals is just to surround yourself with other people that are kind of ahead of the game a little bit, a couple of steps yeah, further than you. Absolutely. My aha moment when I was sitting in Target, my boss, who is a great guy, uh, was mentoring me about, you know, being in corporate America and, and being a recruiting leader. But I was listening to him and I realized that, you know, working with my wife, we, you know, quadruple his salary in our sleep uh, with, with what she does. And so, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, I, you got to watch who your mentors are um, is one big thing. He was doing, he was doing a great job mentoring me within, you know, corporate America, but um, his goals were far different than my goals. And um, maybe that was something that I just missed, but being very strategic about who you pick as your mentors. Uh, once you start surrounding yourself with people who maybe have built a business, really the conversation moves to maybe, it moves from maybe issues they're having to work with, you know, what can we create? What can we build? What are the future potentials? For me, it's a, an intoxicating type conversation, always talking about how you're going to change the future and what you're going to build. Um, that's really been the biggest thing that I've seen moving from corporate America. The conversation has been, you know, this manager isn't greater, these issues. It's really come from more of a mundane kind of ongoing conversation to really kind of an inspiring, futuristic uh, idea type conversations that we have. I think that's great. I like, I like the statement about being strategic about who you pick as your mentor. Yeah, absolutely. So what's your advice on um, obtaining true health and wealth? So um, he, <laughs> with my wife's blog, uh, Real Food RN, um, we always talk about, you know, just eat natural, eat, eat, eat healthy. And, you know, happiness is something that's different for everybody, but to achieve true, true, to really fulfill your potential health really has to be part of it. And so what we talk about every day is, you know, where are you going to spend your time? What are you putting into your body? And, um, really there's so many complex diets out there. Ours is just simple. I mean, people have been eating natural for thousands of years and, and, and been fine. What's the, what's changed? Well, the milk has changed or the grain has changed or the sugar has actually changed and evolved. Um, our, 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 our diet is quite simple. Just eat natural, healthy food, period. And it's really kind of hard to, I don't know, tear that apart 
in, in terms of um, its merits. So, um, you know, dedicate yourself uh, to a healthy lifestyle. And the, the secret to success is just get up and rededicate yourself to it every single day. It takes a lot of hard work and I have so much to learn. But uh, that, that's worked with us so far. Um, and you, you just got to keep at it. But, um, you know, rededicate yourself every day. And that for us, that starts at five o'clock in the morning, you know, hitting the gym, eating healthy. But, you know, once you, once you got those things in line, uh, everything else, you know, kind of becomes a lot easier. Uh, you don't yeah. have to worry about, you know, being fatigued. You don't have to worry about being sick or tired. Um, you know, you get your diet in place and you can think clearer. You have a lot more mental stamina. Uh, recall is so much better. For me, it's the only way to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's extremely important to take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately that's going to help everything else that you're doing. Um, you're just mentally and physically going to be well, better prepared to tackle whatever challenges in front of you. For yeah, I got four kids. <laughs> I got four kids. So that's the only possible way. Otherwise, <laughs> that's the only way to keep up with it. Nice. All right. Well, this show is really focused on networking. And my goal is to help alleviate any fears that someone has when they hear that word. Mm-hmm. So can you share with our listeners your most successful or favorite networking experience that you've had? So uh, I would share this. Uh, one of my favorite books that I've read is by uh, Harv McKay, I believe is his name, and it's Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty. And networking is an ongoing thing. It has to be an ongoing thing. And we have great tools out there like LinkedIn, and I invite anybody who listens to join me on LinkedIn, send me an invite. Um, constantly, aggressively, always be networking and have that mindset. Uh, you, you never know who's going to be that next key for you. And with tools like LinkedIn, you can easily nurture and constantly provide value to a network. So everybody you meet, get their name, get their title, get their, get their contact, include them in your network. Um, it's something that needs to be ongoing and constant. Um, I've maxed out my LinkedIn connections with 30,000 and I know I could do another 30,000 more, you know, yeah, it's my job as a recruiter, but every, every job that you ever have networking is an integral part of success for it. Um, whether it's someone's parents or a friend you meet on the street, um, networking needs to happen every day and you need to be meticulous about it for any profession. I agree. I'm interested in that book. I'm going to have to check that one out. Dig your well before you are thirsty. Definitely makes sense. And um, definitely an advocate, obviously, of networking. So how do you stay in front of or best nurture these relationships? I mean, you said you have over 30,000 contacts on LinkedIn. How are you making sure that you're out and present in front of them? Yeah. So everybody who's listening, ask yourself one thing. What is your brand? What is your brand? And when you define what your brand is, show up as that leader every day. So for me, I, uh, I want to be a recruiting innovator, a strategic business leader, and a keynote speaker in the recruiting space. So what do I do? Well, I act like it. So I constantly engage with that type of material. I, I write often. Um, you can do it very easy now with just LinkedIn post articles. I have a big blog at uh, recruitercentral.io where I'm constantly publishing um, innovative recruiting tips, tactics, traits. Uh, but it's a dedication. It's a, it's a long game for sure. Mm-hmm. But you need to nurture your digital brand. And so, you know, I'm always engaging authentically with that 
this type of material. Now, I want to be strategic about it. So like I won't post about, say, cats. <laughs> I'm going to stick with what I am. And so rather than just like, say, posting a article about what somebody wrote in recruiting, just like reposting it, a best, better practice would be to rather give commentary about it, um, engage with other leaders in this space, uh, comment, um, hashtag their names on it, ask engaging questions, find the other leaders who are big in that space and attach your message to it. And you're going to gain a lot of following that way. But uh, it's something that I do every day. Um, everybody who has a great brand, it takes a lot of work and it takes constant dedication. So sticking, defining what your brand is first, and then providing constant value to reinforce what that brand is, is what you have to do in this space. I think that's um, really powerful. And we definitely cover brand on a number of episodes with a lot of the guests that we have on the show. Um, yeah, you really need to know what it is that you're trying to, to message and communicate to the world. Um, but then you have to be consistent when you are communicating that. And that's when it helps you to stick out and be top of mind to individuals. Yeah. So, would you want to follow yourself? Ask yourself that, you know, yeah. would you be interested in what you have to say? Uh, a lot of times I get, well, I never thought about that. Well, no. I mean, would you click on that link that you posted about, you know, see this job here or mm -hmm. see what's going on there? Would you click on that one? No. Uh, so what I say then is, you know, look at what the people who are successful in this space are doing, but also be authentic. Don't be afraid to, you know, expose yourself, give a little of that personal flair that you may have, whatever it is, comment, be edgy at, you know, if, if you're a funny person, add that, uh, you know, if you're very serious, like add your personal flair to everything that you're touching rather than just being the mundane, you know, resharing, reposting. Um, you know, there's a lot of value added there uh, from a digital marketing perspective, from an SEO perspective, if you actually add commentary versus just repost, mm -hmm. but it also adds to your digital brand personality as well. Yeah, totally. Absolutely agree with that. What advice would you offer the business professionals looking to grow their network? Uh, you're, <laughs> don't be afraid to fail. Um, <laughs> definitely as a recruiter, I, you know, I have to reach out to hundreds of people before I get a hire. Mm -hmm. So that's one, um, know that, you know, when you, when you start, have a, have a digital or have a business plan in place, but know that it's almost certainly going to change. Um, and most importantly is listen to what your, you know, your, your, um, your audience is asking for. Um, you'll probably put together a business plan and say, I think they're interested in this, but it turns out that they're probably going to be interested in that. You know, you got to go where the money is. Uh, let me give you kind of a little example. When my wife started first started blogging, um, you know, she had a brand about, you know, I want to talk about healthy food. And so she would, you know, kind of guess what people are interested in now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to write about, I don't know, natural detergent or healthy water. Well, you know, how do you listen to your audience? Well, we use things like Google, Google trends and Google keywords and, and look at, you know, what are people actually Googling about? Well, in 2016, kombucha was all the, the, the rage. And sure. so once we started just literally just flipping back around what people are asking for, what our audience is talking about, we saw our traffic just go through the roof. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the same is in recruiting. So I always be you know, listen, listen, listen to what your, your consumer is asking for and then, you know, give it, give it back to them. 
Yeah, I think that's really, really powerful and definitely makes a lot of sense here. So a lot of what you're talking about seems to be um, online activities, which I refer to as digital networking, but traditional networking can be extremely powerful as well. Mm-hmm. Between the two, which one do you find more value in? No. So uh, the actual, <clears throat> so there, there's two, and I get this a lot when, when I speak. So you have your, your digital self and then, then your real self, mm-hmm. and they need to go together. And so um, let me give you some examples in, in the real world. And so as you see, like, let's think of a job posting, for example. Let's say you have an accounting degree. The way the kind of the industry is evolving is rather than just posting a job, you now have leaders out there speaking at conferences, going to different meetups. They are becoming the job description themselves or the job brand by you know, speaking or talking about how great it is to work there, or maybe the innovations they bring to the table. Same goes for whoever, whatever your brand is. Um, You have to be a little bit selfless here, but go where the talent community is and place your message there. So for me, as a recruiter, I I have kind of weaseled my way into some of the biggest recruiting conferences that exist. And I talk about recruiting stuff uh, in front of thousands of recruiters. Um, so like uh, that's a way to definitely get authentic long-term relationships is to, you know, you got to start with some sort of you know, actual real life connection, but then you nurture it digitally. So mm-hmm. our strategy here at Recruiter Central is, you know, get out there make that physical connection, show your material, add value, and then use the digital tools to nurture that, keep it going, et cetera. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, it's a good strategy to, it's a combination of, of both the tools, um, the real self in person, and and to some extent, I like how you said, you know, you, you go to where your, your audience is um, mm-hmm. and place your message there, and then really maximizing, as you've spoken about before, the digital area to really showcase your, your brand and your expertise. Absolutely. Nice. Okay, Luke, so we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Now, who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with, and do you think you could do it within the sixth degree? Oh, absolutely. Um, With digital tools that exist, and and this is what I talk about as a recruiter, as a speaker in the recruiting space, is how to find people, how to find information. And it's never been easier, and that's why recruiting is such an exciting field to be in right now is because – there's more information now than ever, and it continues to grow at an amazing rate. Uh, so uh, finding the stuff isn't that hard. You don't have to be a programmer. You just have to know some basic keywording and, and, and where to look. Um, you know, who, who would I, uh, who would I, who would I want to connect with? Oh goodness. Um, there's so many amazing authors, uh, that I'll throw out there. Uh, I've been really big into Donald Miller's stuff, um, story brand. Um, he mm-hmm. has some great stuff in story brand, Seth Godin, uh, permission marketing. He's been a big fan of mine. Um, I've always been a fan of Harv Eckler secrets of the millionaire mind. He's been a big, um, inspiration for me. I've read all the stuff. Um, they, they've all helped inspire me. That's great. And, and um, have you initiated reaching out to any of those authors? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Get them in your network. Yeah. Uh, find, find the popular people, find the influencers and, and, and connect with them. Um, especially in recruiting, I feel that um, I've done most of that. And I've gotten, as a recruiter, a lot of our information kind of comes from what 
ourselves. But when you look outside to people who aren't recruiters, who are digital marketing and really have done something in digital marketing, that's really where we're seeing, you know, the, the really innovative trends. And then mm-hmm. I bring that back to recruiting and that's really provided the inspiration for a lot of the material that, that, that we speak about at conferences or on our blog at recruiter central. Nice. Great. All right. So I'm going to um, throw the microphone over to you now and give you an opportunity to interview me. What is something that you'd like to ask me? Yeah. And so um, <clears throat> we hear, a lot of people who are engaged with social media maybe ask about the merits of um, podcasts because it's fairly time intensive. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife certainly has one at uh, Real Food RN. Um, you know, I've thought about maybe having one at Recruiter Central. Um, I've been doing a lot of LinkedIn Live videos. But what has been maybe some of your successes and or struggles with having your own podcast, Lori? Um, the successes, a good question, by the way. Successes, I'd say um, having amazing conversations with a ton of people. So as you pointed out um, before we hit the record button here that I'm around episode 200, which has been an amazing experience. Uh, I've interviewed people on a global level and um, I love it. I learned something uh, pretty much from every every person I have a conversation with and interview. Um, some of the challenges, I guess, uh, you, you spoke to it is it is a time investment, um, not only from the tactical, you know, sitting here recording, making the edits, uh, cleaning up, transcribing, publishing, and then sharing on social media to really get the message out, but, um, just managing, um, building it into the already condensed, uh, schedule, you know, that, that happens when you own a business, um, so it can be somewhat uh, challenging, and and <laughs> as you can see, sometimes you end up rescheduling a podcast. So I think you and I kind of move the date around a, a good handful of times, um, mm-hmm. and that can be a challenge when you're trying to really manage your calendar. And um, but at the end of the day, you know you're going to get really good content when both people are active and present in the show, as opposed to you know if someone is under the weather or, you know, I just had someone message me because they had a death in the family. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I let's definitely reschedule, <laughs> you know, that don't, mm-hmm. feel, don't feel the pressure to do it now. So um, time management is probably one of the struggles that comes uh, with podcasting, just because as much as you try to control it, um, there's always going to be something that shows up that's unexpected. Good question. Yeah. You bet. Luke, do you have any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Yeah. And so um, just finished a book by uh, Carol Dweck, Mindset of the it's Mindset of the New Psychology of Success. Mindset, the New Psychology of Success. And um, <clears throat> one pull quote I want to take about it is, um, is this, uh, we like to think of our champions and idols as superheroes who are born different from us. We don't like to think of them as relatively ordinary people who made themselves extraordinary. And, uh, I had this little quote on my board, you know, I, I, I'm a, yeah, you know, I went to college and, you know, I was never, you know, I was an A student, but I was never the smartest. I was never the most athletic, um, but I always tried my best. Um, and I think about the people who I admire 
and you know they didn't get that way yeah they probably they may have some special talent and gift but they regardless they had to try hard every day to make themselves extraordinary and it's nearly not a secret how they do it. It's a lot of hard work. It's listening. It's it's growing. It's learning. And so, you know, if you're a business leader, if you're curious about it, um, you know, it does take work, but I can assure you that, you know, every night I go to bed exhausted, but, you know, never, ever will I go back to corporate America. Um, it's just, it's, uh, it's intoxicating to, have, to, to, to be able to create your own future and lead people with your own business. And so um, that would be one of my final things I'd like to share. I think that's great. Try your best. Try to make yourself extraordinary. And you just you need to keep trying. And it's not going to happen mm-hmm. overnight. Yeah, never does. <laughs> and that's why like you see like lottery winners and I need money and it, you know, it'll make everything happy. But usually it just exacerbates the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, money only really puts you under the magnifying glass and allows you to really show who you really are. And so, um, that's one thing that, uh, that you see how money might change people, money for better or for worse. And so money is, isn't, isn't the, uh, the solution by all means, but it Mm -hmm. does come with, you know, your ability to provide value. Yeah, absolutely. Really good. Thank you, Luke. If anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way they can reach you? Sure. So a number of ways, uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. That's Luke Doubler, D-O-U-B-L-E-R. Uh, I am the founder of Recruiter Central. You can follow me on Twitter. Mr. Talent Sourcer uh, is my Twitter handle. Um, I also encourage you to sign up for our weekly recruiting email. If you're a hiring manager or a recruiter or just somebody interested in uh, recruiting tools, tactics, kind of an insider's view of how the recruiting works so the recruiting industry works so you can also sign up for that uh, email letter at website recruitercentral.io all right great we will include all that information in our show notes thank you so much for being on the show today luke very good thanks for having me all the best life is a blessing Uh, treat each day as such absolutely Thank you. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Luke for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join us at our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash social capital network. If you need me, send an email to Lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.